Welcome to My Autism Tribe, an organization of advocates that are educating, supporting, and empowering those in our communities. We are one voice made stronger. I'm your host, Susan Mills. Hey friends, um, I know it has been close to a year since I actually did a podcast, so my apologies. I feel like every time we do a podcast, it's, hey, has, has, it's been a while, but um, I'm here today with uh, my husband, Cameron, so mm-hmm. this is a couple recording. Wait a minute, um, the, last, the last, as far as I know, the last three or four we've done. Yes, been, that's true. I thought I was, had been made an official team member. Of you've always been the autism tribe podcast. Well, I mean, as soon as that we can't got married, possibly be true because I hadn't heard of formal. this until you and I met. So, <laughs> formal team member. Okay, um, but I I wanted to do a podcast based on something that we just recently went through, and that is standardized testing within our educational um, system. So. Every state has them, especially if you are part of the public school system. And let's face it, most of our kids, if they're if they're not in the public school system, um, you know, they are usually homeschooled as well. And the reason for this, for those that may just be starting on this journey, is that, you know, children who are on the spectrum could be eligible for an individualized education plan, an IEP or 504 plan that allows them some accommodations within the school system that private schools uh, do not have to adhere to. So recently, um, so beginning in third grade is when they really start, um, the Kentucky Department of Education and all of the states really start doing the assessments. And so in 1990, Kentucky specifically chose to have an all-inclusive assessment and accountability system. Um, Cameron, you and I had state testing when we were growing first up. First grade on, at least near, near as I can remember first grade. It may, may have been kindergarten too. Yeah. So um, they, they do testing all year round. They have what's called here MAP testing, and that's every quarter they do testing. And the the that's what I don't. That's the part I'm unfamiliar with, right? Because we didn't have that, did we? We did not we had have that one time a year. Yes, at the and end that was of the, the big. Yeah. yeah, right before summer break. Right. And the map testing, as far as I know, is that it's basically to make sure that the students are um, are going along and keeping up to date with the curriculum that the teachers. Ah, have. but as we've learned, <laughs> that's but, not exactly at least the case. In our case. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, there's a lot of exceptions and things like that. But, you know, when, so Alex is in the fourth grade now. And at the end of third grade, he took, it was his first time taking the big test. Was it? Yes. Okay. But let's, let's be clear because as you and I have discussed, there are two types of testing that in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and let's also be clear about in, in the United States, because um, we we do know you do have podcast listeners all over the world. Yeah, and out of the country. Out yeah. of the country. So let, so in, in, in the state of Kentucky in the United States, they have the MAP testing. Mm-hmm. They have the, what was the other, the Kentucky one. What's that? There's one that just, it's a state of Kentucky test for student, public school students in the state of Kentucky. Is that yes, that's Karis what, or something? Well, it or used to be K-PREP. Um, and they recently just just changed it to. So the point yeah. is, is that you've got he's got you say testing like we had testing one time a year at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Since you and I've been married, which is just over three years, oh, including gosh. a COVID year, That's right? right? Including one and by COVID year, obviously COVID lasted three years uh, for the most part. But um, 
the chaos of the public school system in Kentucky during COVID is what I'm referring to as the COVID year when the kids were all homebound, like we all were basically. They had Mm -hmm. to learn on Chromebooks. Um, it was, it was tel- like we would, in the healthcare system, we'd call it telehealth. It was this teleeducation. Mm-hmm. Um, even, I, did he have a test that year? He did at the end of the year, didn't he? He did. Because by uh, the end of the year, they were back in the classroom. He had a map testing. So when they came back into the classroom, they took a map testing. Yeah. And what they saw, surprise, surprise, was there was some regression. <laughs> or for, for, wait a minute, for all kids, too. Yeah. Was all it just kids, Alex? Yeah. All kids. And not, not only just like regression, but definitely no moving the needle point that far ahead. So they were already, let's say, you know, a year and a half, maybe yeah. even behind. Right. So I understand the purpose of the testing is just to kind of get them back on track. I feel like it's a little excessive. I understand the purpose of the testing overall. I just don't I've, – I've never thought it was completely fair because I, I, some people test well, some people don't. That's right. You and I, I think well, – what were, I, to me, knowing what I know about you, you would, you would have been a good – test taker because your OCDness would have it would have ensured that you studied see I I did not do well at studying so I was a bad test taker but I believe I was a bad test taker just because I was lousy at studying well and so for the big for the big test at the end of the year this is not a test that you really study for no it is, it's no basically it's, it's cumulative it's hey it's supposed to be based on your year right what you've learned that year what you've learned that so to year. me it's almost like and it is in some sense it's a test for the teachers more than it is a test for the students but Back to the point that that brought this all on last week, I guess, a few weeks ago, was how much they're being tested. And is the testing fair to every type of student and their individual needs? Because by nature, it can't possibly be. No. No. And 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 which doesn't sound like a big deal. Until. Until. So this is taking... Bad, good test takers out of the equation. Right. Right? Let's just not even talk about that. So the KSA, the Kentucky Summative Assessment, this is the big one. So it's for grades 3 through 8, 10, and 11. So the subjects are reading, math, science, social studies, and writing. So for the younger grades, they don't really focus on writing so much or even social studies. But reading and math, those are the big ones that they look at. And so, you know, Alex with his IEP, he's, you know, pulled out or supposed to have been pulled out. That's part of the issue, but yeah. not the main one. But so we they, need, I, I think we need to at least address that in an appropriate way. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was some confusion at Alex's right. school where he was supposed to be pulled out for his testing and he wasn't. But because, and this is the, he was asked. Right. As a fourth grader by a teacher who was trying to empower him. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you rather stay in here with the general the general class population and take your test? And Alex being Alex is going to be the kind of kid that I, I presumed would say what he did say, which is, yeah, I want to stay in here. Yeah. Right. But his IEP specifically says he is to be given a quiet room with an inst- with a what would you call an instructor who can keep him focused, keep him on task, keep him, a- answer his questions. And allow, so, so because of Alex's IEP, he is supposed to have special test-taking parameters. Right. Which were offered to him, but they should have been required of him. Yeah, absolutely. Because in, in third and fourth grade, they don't he know, know what's best no. for them. He, doesn't, he probably doesn't even know he has an IEP or what IEP is. He is living in the IEP world that I was living in three years ago. 
What is an IEP? <laughs> what is an what IEP? is why does this matter to me? Yes, exactly. And so for, for the next time we come back around for the IEP, um, there are going to be some amendments that I would like to make. <laughs> that you're going to make? Yeah, I would like to. It's just a discussion. And, and all of his IEP meetings have gone really well. And let's be clear. He has, at the school he is, a, he, he in, in, at which he resides. Is that how you said it? I didn't want to end it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to end with a preposition at, at the school at which he's at. Good for you. Thank you. Um, but I made it worse by trying to do that. <laughs> so, but at the, the school at which he attends, there we go. It is a fantastic school Absolutely. with fantastic teacher yes. and his teacher. Every teacher he's had has been amazing. This year it is no exception. I mean, that's and, right. and that's where all this came from is we had um, our, you know, what, what do they call it? Your, um, your special ed teacher? No, 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 no. When no. you go in, what we did when we went in and we met with Alex's teacher. What Parent is, teacher conference. Thank you. See, I don't even know that. See, he's so new. It's blanking on that. Yeah. Um, but when, so this all started, we had that conversation with his fourth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. who in, 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 told us the story and I accidentally even mentioned that, yeah, he, well, I asked him if he wanted to go out for his, to take his test. He said he didn't, so she allowed him to stay in the classroom and take it, which bottom line in all of this is that his test scores from this latest round of testing, mm-hmm. which was taken at the end of last year. No, his latest round of testing, which he is, was not pulled out, was for the MAP testing. That was the quarterly testing. Which was when in, the, in our world right now? Which was about a month ago. Okay, but, but what we saw wasn't the results of those tests, correct? No, they okay. looked over, they gave us basically the results from his testing for, at the end of last year for the third grade. Now, they will, the, the teachers tell you that this is just a small point in uh in seeing how a child is progressing or where if they are at grade level or whatever so we get the the test results back and alex is a little below grade level and the last time we saw these results from the prior test yes they were higher than grade level right so he's always been and if you go a little right. bit higher than grade well, level. But, and didn't you say something like if you go back and you look at his test taking or maybe his teacher said this because she had all of his tests right yes. back to kindergarten I believe. Yes. But he, he seemed to have a you know he'd be above grade level one test below grade one level a test. And, is that, is that, that, that not did I am I misremembering it's that? It's never it's never been a huge discrepancy from okay. from year to year. But I've noticed the the problem seems to be that there was a decline, especially when it came to the reading portion of it. Which is baffling to you and I. Which is baffling. Because at home, he is reading on... He is a phenomenal. <laughs> in kindergarten, he was at a fourth grade reading level. Right. He has he he's a phenomenal reader. Yeah. So I asked the teacher, "What gives?" Right. I really don't understand. How can this. the test be saying he's testing below grade level? Below grade we level. as 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 parental figures, <laughs> we yes. know because we're around him. We know that sounds weird considering how well he reads at home, the level he, uh, books he's reading at home. Yes. Um, how, when he reads out loud, the, 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 the word levels, he's ready. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he's his able, his vo- is thank, very good. I like my word, word levels. Um, <laughs> his, his word levels, I mean, the words he's able to correctly pronounce right. for the most part, it seems like he's, he's grabbing the context and the meaning. Yes. And it's, it's above skill levels that I have. Clearly. Absolutely. Like, I mean, he is, he is capable of reading and comprehending yeah. Lexile levels for all of you guys that don't know every don't level, know what that means. So a lexile level, even though I had uh, the his teacher and you have tried to explain this to me. So the lexile level is basically 
like the level a book is on based on the vocabulary within that book. Okay. So most of us, even adults, yeah. we read at a Lexile level of about eight. And that is what he he can read. Now, there are some subject matters, of course, that he's just not going to be able to fully comprehend because he just hasn't experienced life Fair. yet. But? But, um, so... This came back, and I, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Well, let's, let's, let's add one other thing into this. Yeah. And that is his teacher mm-hmm. had the same sort of confusion that we did. And she was the one that assured us that this means nothing. This is, and that's why you brought up the one point. This is one point that we look at. Because she knew, after having him in class for a month. Yeah, month, month and a month half. Month and a half, that... This is, she even, I, I, let's be fair, she even had some frustration at the test. Yes. And how, she, how fair is it, because we're kind of dan- dancing all around this is what we want to talk about is, how fair are these tests to someone who has an IEP, to someone that's on the spectrum, to someone that has any kind of special education needs? How fair are these tests? Specifically, specifically, and this is the point that we talked about with his teacher, was that there were some questions, and she read one of the questions <laughs> on us. So and asinine. I am like, you are kidding me. There were, it, both answers were correct, and you're but, expecting a fourth grader? Yeah, Do you remember the question? I wish we on had the it. Spectrum, this, and this was the example. This wasn't the exact question, but it was like they, they would read something and like a little short thing, and then it says, Okay, basically, from what you gathered right. in this little description, this little paragraph. is nature. <laughs> what is nature? Nature is joyous. That was a, that was a possible. That was a possible multiple answer. choice answer. Is right. nature joyous? Nature is joyous. Okay, and then there was another one where it says, <laughs> if you look at nature in detail, uh-huh. you can find beautiful things. And so <laughs> we're like, what? Neither of which, neither of those are correct. No, neither of those are incorrect. That's right. Why are those on it's a standardized a very test? subjective for, 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 especially for someone on the spectrum you. who sees the world in black, black and, and white. white. That's right. Now, now granted, not all reading literature, whatever it is, is, is black and white, nor is it colored. Like you have informational text textbooks that are black and white but would you not admit that the majority of our reading as adults whether it's for pleasure or whether it's for information there has to be some what would you call it some um stylist stylistic imaginative um i mean you can't you cannot just take every word that's written and we've seen this with with alex specifically right his the, the idea of a um a metaphor, a simile, you know, something right. is like that. He takes everything black and white. Right. So if you say, you know, um, if you use a, a colloquialism, Alex isn't going to automatically understand what you mean, even though it might be a colloquialism he's heard a thousand times. Right. He doesn't understand that, no, this is, I'm exaggerating for effect. He is very black and white. Yeah. And, but for that example, I wanted you to share some examples of his black and white thinking. Because I think that would be, whether for the listener or the, the uninformed and uninitiated like myself, even though I've seen it, you've probably got some like specific ideas or specific examples of this is what it means when I say my son thinks, reads, operates in a black and white thinking. Yeah. So if you have, um, like, it, even as far as his schedule, if you say to him, and we, we even kind of work with this, uh, with you on this, it's Thank like, you. if Thank you, you say, Thank you for making the podcast about me. If you say, um, 
go clean the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what does that mean? What does, what that, does that mean? mean? Uh, let's talk about this. Let's get it all out in the well, open here on the podcast. Let's, let's, let's what stay does on that track mean? A I, I need bit to know here. what it means to clean. What is clean? Define clean. Right. Define bathroom. Well, no, I can define <laughs> the bathroom. I can find it. I can define it. I cannot define clean. Clean is subjective. Well, and so, well, yes, you're you're exactly right. But when you say clean the bathroom, Alex's next question and your next question is going to be, okay, so do you want me to clean the toilet? Do you want me to clean the sink? Do you want me to clean the faucet? See, to hear you say it, to hear you say it makes me feel like an idiot. No, no, but it's I am. Not. I, it is my thoughts and feelings are valid. You are very far from an idiot. You're actually brilliant, and I am not saying that facetiously. Okay. You are very, very intelligent. Thank and you. so is Alex. No, he so no, Alex is. You That's just have true. to, you know, to Scary break smart, things actually, down. And so my whole frustration with this is that even though the teachers are in the school system is saying this is one small point and in all ad- of this. And are admitting that this is not that big a deal. But on the other side, but they're also the saying side, by the way. We have this gifted and talented program. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or advanced placement advanced is what we called placement. it in high school. And even though he's in fourth grade, the things he does now will affect whether or not he gets into these gifted and talented programs. That's right. And gets into the advanced placement classes. Yeah. And therefore, there is something at stake on these tests. There is something, absolutely. Someone who so, thinks black and white because of their makeup is being forced to take in a unsterile environment. It is. Fair. So I, yeah, exactly. So I, I was in the gifted and talented program growing up. Oh, good and for you. It started in middle school. Good for you. And I don't say that as being boastful, <laughs> but let me tell you, my teacher, yeah. my GT, we call it GT. My GT teacher was one of the most formative teachers that I ever had. Why? Because she pushed us yeah. and challenged us yeah. beyond what we were comfortable with. And we Which had phenomenal conversations yeah. that in red books. What level was this? What's, what, what grade? This started in sixth grade. Okay. And so um, I want Alex mm. to be a part of something like that. And I know that he is capable of doing something like that. Something like that, yeah, absolutely. And so the teacher's point was, well, it's just another point. We don't really do it. But as long as you are taking him and, uh, you know, involving him in extracurricular activities, She's saying this to us. We do. Because Alex has a very scientific mind, loves aquariums, loves zoos, loves anything biological. Yes. And that's what he, I mean, literally, we're talking about a kid that when we give him the choice of, would you like to go to the amusement park and ride roller coasters? Or would you like to go to an aquarium and look at fish? Or a museum. Or a museum. Thank you. That's an even better example. Would you like to go to a museum? It's not even a thought. It's yeah. not, it, it is an instant museum to the point where he literally wants to, and he, he, he expects this not because he's entitled. Because he's the he is the exact opposite of an entitled yeah. child, he expects this because he doesn't at, at ten years old he doesn't quite have a grasp of money, right? Or that things cost things, but yet he's also the kid that if you take him to Walmart, Kmart, pick or out a, any toy you want, Alex, whatever you want, buddy. What do you? What, what I will I will buy you anything in the store. You will get the response of I'm good. I don't need. I don't it. need anything, and that's that's I love I that he says that. I don't, I don't need, need anything. It. I don't need it. So if I don't need it, I shouldn't have it. Yeah, it must be what's going. I through literally his head. took him to work the other day, took him to the vending machine <laughs> where there was a Hershey chocolate bar, which he loves, which he loves, which he loves, absolutely loves. And I was like, I got my card out, was ready to get. It. I was like, Do you want this? He goes, I don't need. I don't it. need it. I don't need it. I'm watching my like, weight. I know that you don't need it, but would you want it? <laughs> He's so funny. I no, it's okay. 
And so, um, but so we, the point is we take him yeah, because he loves doing it. We yes. take him and to I aquariums. Enjoy, I mean, there's so much joy that oh, I get just by him, like being loving happy. and being mm-hmm. happy. And well, and there's something fun and special. And, and I mean that in a different way, but in having a 10 year old who in some sense acts like a 30 year old, maybe a 40 year old. Oh Yeah. You know, he I mean, is he, much more mature oh. than some some of my my friends. I, he's more mature than I am in some ways. Um, but the teacher gave us that sort of little tidbit. Look, don't worry about the GT classes and the effects these tests might have on his ability to get in them, because you all, meaning the two of us and his father, take him to places that right. that he, that are educational in and of themselves. And I appreciate that answer. I do, and I do think there's some merit to it. However. We're not teachers. This is so. And your point about having a formative teacher in sixth grade, yes, to me makes this it is all a the more important. That shaped me. Yeah. Um. And still, I am in contact with her today. Yeah. I love. I love Miss Hellard. Uh, and so the the amendments that I would like, and I'm just curious if any of the listeners out there have gone through this yet, and what you guys have done. And every state is different. I've right. heard that New York standardized tests well, are just incredibly difficult. The map testing is it, it is standardized but it's and it but it's not necessarily a Kentucky state test, right? There we all have a Kentucky state test of organizations well, and by, stuff that by, have their testing. Well, by by goodness, let's just let's test these kids once a week. <laughs> yeah, it's too it's too much and there's such a level of stress when it comes to test taking it's, as well. Right, especially a kid because Alex does have this part in you whether it's the autism or whether it's just Alex's personality. Alex is is a I, I well you tell me he does you, not want to fail exactly he has a fear he is a of nervous he is a nervous performer because he does not want to disappoint anyone even though he, for example this is a kid who when you ask him what his favorite color is he'll say the rainbow because he doesn't want to hurt another color's feelings, feelings. that's the kind of black and white and abstract or the opposite of abstract thinking that Alex does so you take a kid like that and you say okay. Answer these 100 multiple choice tree false tests or what? questions. Is nature joyous or oh, that, can that, you that, find You can't bring that one up because that in and of itself is beyond the pale of even this conversation. I was like, okay, this that is, is an insane really, question. This is really judging whether or not he's at grade level but or yeah, not. No, it, it's judging whether it or not he's got the capability of, of thinking abstractly. That's well, what it yeah. has. To, and he's and what not an abstract right thinker. No, nor... Are you telling me that if you had given that test to Einstein... <laughs> right. Or maybe any anyone that has been you know talked about being on well, the spectrum. Well, Elon Musk says himself he's got Asperger's. Yeah, which which is similar, not the same. Correct. You've you've had to teach me on this. So Asperger's is now on the spectrum. It is part of the spectrum. Yeah, it is okay, part right. of the spectrum. All right. So then you've got Elon Musk. I mean, how, what, how would he do with that? Is nature joyous? Right. Why is that even a question? It's stupid. Is nature joyous. It's a stupid Let me question. ask a question: When the gazelle is tackled by the lion, is it joyous? Because that's nature, huh? When the Black Widow wraps up the little cricket, okay. is that joyous? Let, let me, t- right. let right. me talk I'll about um, the amendments that I would like to make because I didn't realize until I had talked to um, a girl that was on the spectrum, and mm-hmm. this was something that she had basically put into her college IEP. It's oh, okay. not called IEP, but it's something that you can put into a, a, a standardized plan okay. that says that when you are taking a test, yeah. if there is a question on what they are asking, like if, if you have a question on what they're asking right. of you. You need clarification on you a need question. clarification on yeah. a question, then you can request that as being an accommodation. And so I'm like, okay. Makes sense to me. Well, 
Because you're not asking for the answer. No. You're asking for clarification on what is this question actually, actually asking. Right. It's kind of like. I don't want to have to interpret this. You can think of it as like being in a spelling bee Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, how do you spell juxtaposition? It was like, okay, can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. It's like, okay. Yeah. So, um, so I absolutely am going to ask this. Um, I don't see why it should be a problem. And what's, what I'm curious is how is a teacher going to, and this is, so this would be kind of an eye opener. How is a teacher? Let's go back to this stupid nature question, um, and I'm calling it stupid because it is. It is dumb. Um, so how would a teacher explain what that is asking of the student? Well, the teacher answer? herself, the teacher who we like greatly, yes. and I keep wanting to add that this is not about her at all. No, she's amazing. But the teacher herself kind of looked at us and said, "Yeah, this is a pretty stupid question." Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know I mean, she I didn't. She didn't that. even know. And I, I, we didn't know because again, it's a stupid question. Yeah. For a, I mean, to me, it's a stupid question at the college level. We're talking about a fourth grader who's on the autism spectrum. He's yeah. supposed to understand what you mean by this because I don't even understand what you mean by this. I, I don't either. Is nature joyous? What does that mean? Yeah. So it's like all of these things. I just think that um, you know, and I'm curious to see if any of the listeners out there have talked to school boards about this. I mean, this is a much larger issue. This is at a state level. This is not like I'm going to go to a parent teacher conference right. and I'm going to try to make some changes. Other than at his IEP meeting, I do want to make which some, is some to, updates. to be to clarify because this is clarification for me as well. How often do you get those? Well, Once a year? Once every two years? Yeah, you can request oh, one. Okay. All right. As needed. Okay. Um, doesn't mean that it'll be accepted, but um, but we should be having a, another one probably well, in December. But in in this the case, year. the problem is not. I mean, you can certainly you need to bring this up with the next IEP meeting. But the specific problem we had with his IEP with this incident was accidental, right? And now, I mean, he should not have been given the choice to stay in the room. Right. He should have, it should have been, no, Alec, you take your test, you know, with, with, with your special education teacher by yourself or in a room where there aren't distractions and all that kind of stuff. But he was, I mean, the teacher tried to empower him in a way, which I appreciate, but... Let's not do not it this, for a test. Yeah, not, let, not, let's not go accidentally. And again, I want to say it because yeah. we, we love her so much, but to accidentally go against his IEP. Yeah. Which is what happened. And as a result, his test, re- as one result at least, his test results were down. But then when you and I started looking at the test questions that were that we got to see the ones he struggled with, we're yeah. like, seriously? Oh, gosh. What? <laughs> what? What? This is, this, no, I mean, no wonder it's like up and down, up no, and granted, down. No, granted, will, I will admit, I'm, I'm not trying to like sugarcoat, like my son knows everything and he's great and he does struggle. He doesn't know what's funny. He does. <laughs> He actually has a great sense of humor. You just—he doesn't laugh at my jokes, though. Well, your jokes sometimes are not funny. I—I th- I find that hard to believe. <laughs> well, sometimes with your jokes, you have a scowl on your face. That's and what so makes that is, it funny. Yeah. Well, if you it's tell a joke really and then laugh at your own joke, you're not funny. Yeah. If you tell a joke and you can get a ten-year-old on the spectrum to laugh. Funny. Well, that's I'm why you yet. tell a joke, and that's why I have to turn into a Muppet <laughs> and start laughing at your joke so he'll well, know it's a joke. Right, I know. <laughs> and, 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 that, and that I agree. That is, that is, that is kind of uh, poo-pooing the idea that I, I can, I'm, I'm funny. 
if if mom has to laugh at my jokes, so the so the ten year old will laugh. Over exaggerated. Hey, look, he's starting to get it. He's starting. He is. I think what he's starting to get is everything that comes out of my mouth is not serious. So he's just looking at me, smiling everything Riley, you say and everything. Is a joke. Right. So he's right. looking at me as though, yeah, I get it, old man. <laughs> yeah. And then gives me right. what you just gave me right there, which is your fake laugh. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty close to it. Well, you think it's a fake laugh it now is. if I don't act like a Muppet and, and start laughing. It is weird how that I am, control. even though I'm trying to make Alex laugh, if you don't laugh, then I feel like I failed. Exactly. Yeah, See, and I'm not even trying to impress you. the position you. I'm in. Such I'm not pressure. even trying to impress you. Such pressure. I'm trying to make a 10-year-old who has a very black and white mentality laugh at my sarcasm. I'm not sure if you can teach. Or my silliness, I guess. Teach ways to, to joke. Um or, like, what is a joke and what that, is not? But that's exactly what we're talking about. And that's a great question. Other is, than, like, jokes, knock-knock jokes. Which he like, does love. Okay. Th- these are supposed to be funny. But but here's the thing. Okay, if we're talking about comedy in and of itself, let's talk about comedy because that's what this podcast is about. I don't know how we got on a detour. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you talk about comedy, com- you have to have an abstract mind to understand jokes. You, he can do that. For the most part, yeah. Okay, all right, fair for enough. Because he can do that, but... If a joke because has he, a structure. He comes up with stuff sometimes that you and I look at each other like, how did he put that together? Yeah, like that was pretty That was good. brilliant. Yes. But, but I get him back because I don't laugh out loud at his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to build a child's self-confidence for sure. Folks, I'm joking at all of this, I promise. <laughs> yes. As you say with the scowl on your face. <laughs> I smiled when I said that. <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, so I just... Thank you for, for giving us your ear and allowing us to, do you have something else? I was just going to say, I like your question that you asked everybody, which is, have you gone, what, what, what is, for the listeners, what have they gone through similar to, similar to this? How did they handle it and what, what to do? Because you, you, I mean, you can ask for an IEP, a new IEP meeting. Right. You can ask to ensure that he has taken out a class for these tests, but the problem is not so much the IEP at all, even though we, mm-hmm. we bring it up. The problem is the testing. Now, how does one mom... Um, of a special education kid or a special needs kid um, who is very highly functioning, very, very smart, how does one mom fight that? Yeah. Well, it takes a village. It takes more than one. And so... Maybe a tribe, perhaps. Uh, maybe, maybe an influencer, uh, you know? <laughs> right. I am, I am open and all ears. Uh, the, the great thing about the podcast community, the autism community in general, mm-hmm. is that everyone for the most part, is very supportive, and we're all learning from each other. Now, some of the things that we say, another person may not want to hear. But it is something, it is a journey that all of us are are going on. And if we don't talk about these things, then we're not being able to create those paradigm shifts that have gotten us to where we are today. There have been significant movers and shakers that have you know, have have gotten us like insurance mandates at the state level for. Would it be fair to say you live here now? now? You're from Kentucky, but you, one of the reasons you wanted to move back here was because of that mandate that got changed. Correct. That's right. That's that, right. That because two ladies fought. I say the system. They fought the legislature, whether fought them or got them along on their side, but passed a mandate saying autism had to be covered as part of health insurance of the state of Kentucky, correct? Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the reasons you wanted to move back here from Illinois. Yeah. yeah. It was much, Kentucky was much better than Illinois. Yeah. At the time, Illinois probably made some revisions to that. Well, I would hope should. so, because that's kind of the whole point in all of this. It goes, seems to go state by state, and eventually they all get around to it. Yeah. But it can't happen soon enough. And some of these no. things, too, it's like, okay, this was the first year that my child took one of these standardized tests. And even though I've always questioned the MAP testing and yeah. even the need for it, yeah. 
the the problem is is that I don't want my son to miss out on opportunities because of a quote unquote standardized test yeah. when there are in fact no standardized students. Okay, and I think that that is in this day and age. What is quote unquote normal? What is standardized? And so now we are we are putting adults that grew up in a very different school system, but we're trying to still put these um, these mandates or the this is how we're testing for right. students that are not that. It, it, it just stands to reason to me if a child has an IEP, and I know IEPs can vary in their strengths, their yeah. power, their what 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 they allow a child to do or don't allow or a student to do or don't allow them to do. It seems to me that if you have an IEP, period. Why don't we just start from that basic standpoint? If you have an IEP, then there's going to be an alternative test. There's going to be an alternative way of evaluating who and what you what what you know your intelligence level your knowledge level yeah. i mean because you you said it in such a good way you've not you've not said it that way that perfectly well done by the way oh thank you i, I well, at least i haven't heard i don't it. know what i said you said there are there are standardized tests there are no standardized students oh yeah that, we need to write that on the wall that's brilliant um but you're right there are none but then there are especially none amongst those with special needs We're, even if the special need is especially adhd neurodiverse thank you okay so which would include adhd correct AD, right. Okay, so if right. you're talking someone neuro, neuro, neurodiverse who has, to a large extent, many of which have the intelligence yeah. to gain and retain the knowledge, but to to expel the knowledge from their head to their mouths to you or to a piece of paper so that you know they know it, right. that's a different story. Mm-hmm. And so to have one kid or one test for all of these kids who some of which know the knowledge they know what you want they, they know they know yeah. what you want them to know or need them to know but that doesn't mean they can convey it to you on a standardized true false multiple choice test that's right which makes zero sense that we would continue to do it that way that's right so so anyway you guys reach out um make sure that you go to uh, my autism tribe on facebook and instagram or also on twitter too um i don't really do much on twitter i'm just being i'm honest. trying guys i'm trying uh, to get her she I just hate it. or look, x whatever it's called why well i just i don't know we'll i talk just about don't it find off. it friendly we'll talk about, <laughs> it's um, not friendly neither is facebook neither is that nothing is uh, social friendlier. media in and of itself is not friendly friendlier it is full of people who hate well, that's not always true. The no, it's not always true, but it is It is very true for all. Well, there's some bad media. apples everywhere we go. True. But, um, they make themselves known on out, social media. Check out the, our website as well, um, myautismtribe.org or .com, and, um, and then send us an email or, um, you know, reach out, send us a message on, on social media, and if, if you have questions about this or you're going through something like this as well. Do you want to tease the po- possible next conversation? Um, what is Oh, cuz well I know this is me throwing you under the, under the under the table in it. Um, I just, <laughs> no, I just because one of the things we need to talk about soon yes. is what we experienced in uh, Fleming County, Kentucky. Yes. Is, okay. It, and we need to talk because this the scary thing is there are not enough therapists. There are not enough um um uh, diagnosis is going on and the diagnoses that are happening and it, and we're speaking I, I i think it's fair to say we're speaking for the state of kentucky right now we're st- yeah. because that's where we are and that's what we've experienced and that's who you deal with mainly when people call my autism tribe and need help navigating all the various things that you do when you've got a brand new diagnosed child um or a child that's you know diagnosed but the 
parent can't find any help. That's what we're going through right now is that we've got tons of kids slowly being diagnosed, not being diagnosed early enough. But then when they're diagnosed, they're just basically, well, you're diagnosed. Your, your son has autism. Good luck to you, ma'am. I mean, yeah. it's like, wait a minute. Well, there's so many different layers to the onion, as most people know. Um, and one of the things that I, I believe we're going to have a guest on the next one. There we go. See? Um, so it, we are going to be specifically uh, talking about Medicaid reimbursement levels at the ins- with the insurance okay. and how that is having a trickle effect on services provided and resources available for yeah. the people um, that need them the yeah. most. And so... Um, so we'll circle back on that. Um, but in the meantime, if you have any questions, reach out, um, just say hello. And thank you again so much for being part of my autism tribe. So, so appreciative.